Ooh. Is that strictly necessary? Well, it is quite an emergency. It is, I suppose, isn't it? Yes. It's amber. We're going from green to amber. As far as the British are concerned, anyway, we may have... The Britishers aren't listeners. coming. Well... <laughs> anymore. That Unless... is complicated, and we shall discuss the complications in a moment or two. Oh. Welcome to the Mallorca Mallorca podcast. Oh, a bit smooth. I say Mallorca, and you say Mallorca. I say Mallorca, and you say Mallorca. Mallorca, 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 Mallorca. Let's call the whole thing off. I'm Oliver. Hello, I'm Vicky, and uh, it's a Wednesday evening in lovely Mallorca. We're parked in the garden. It's very nice with the smell of jasmine. Ollie says there's a hiss. I think it's the insects, but it could be the microphone. It's my microphone, honestly. <laughs> if somebody if somebody drops a cocoa puff four miles away, this thing picks it up. It's good. It's, I might have to plug this permanently into my head as a middle-aged gentleman. I'm slowly <laughs> losing my hearing. This thing's amazing. Anyway, the hot breaking news for the Mule Mule podcast, uh, episode 32. <laughs> 32. Officially 32 or just about 32. Okay, is that uh, the British government today has announced that the Balearics will be moving from its green watch list. Oh, here comes Basil. Hello. I've got the dog joining us. Yes. Uh, from the green watch list. Get off my computer. Which meant you can go unrestricted, but we might change your mind at any minute. And that's exactly what they have done. Yeah. They have changed their mind. Uh, so as of Monday the 19th. 4 a.m. on Monday 4 a.m., which ironically is Freedom Day, I think. Is that uh, the UK? <laughs> When they're lifting restrictions in the UK, except they're not. Um, oh dear. Traffic getting past. They will be, um, uh, you'll be moving from the green watch list to the amber list. And what that means, and uh, you might not have to completely take our word for it. We've done all our research, but it's always complicated. It's a little bit, even, uh, even for reasonably literate people, it's not completely simple finding out all the right information it's not and this has been a little, done a little bit on the hoof so and um, we're going to put a link to the a definitive site so um, you can have a look yourself this is the uh, government site but this is where we've uh, got our research from so we'll have we'll, we'll tell you what we've read and then but click the link below don't don't go and book your holidays or your tests based on what we say okay so <laughs> changes to international travel for amberlist countries from four o'clock on monday yes you won't need to quarantine on arrival in England or take a day eight COVID test as long as you have been fully vaccinated under the UK vaccination programme. Which is important because if you've been fully vaccinated under the Spanish programme and you're going to the UK, UK it doesn't don't count. care. The UK <laughs> doesn't care, which is a bit weird because the Spanish government does recognise NHS tests. So if we them. went, we'd have to... We'd have to quarantine. We'd have to quarantine. We'd have to, we'd go as though we weren't vaccinated. You also have to take a test before you fly anyway. Yeah. Regardless, you had to do that when it was green, as my parents just had to. Yes. They visited us for the weekend. Also, let me finish the list, though, because yeah. there are other things. Mm-hmm. So, um, you mustn't have been in a red list country in the, pre- in the previous 10 days before you arrive in England. I'd forgotten we've got a wind chime. <laughs> and... You have to be uh, fully vaccinated, which uh, meaning that you've had your final dose mm-hmm. of an approved vaccine at least 14 Four days, days before the date you arrive in England. And you will need to declare that you've been fully vaccinated on your passenger locator form and show proof of your vaccination status to your carrier, like your ferry, airline or train, when you travel. And like Holly said, 
check gov uh, gov.uk for updates we'll put the link in the bottom it's also really important to mention that for reasons i can't quite remember england wales scotland and northern ireland are making potentially at least separate rules so this is for england now in the past Northern Ireland tended to follow the rules directly. Uh, Scotland and Wales tend to make similar rules, but not necessarily at the same time. So we're talking now about England specifically. But yeah, yeah, check it all out. And entry to Spain. Um, the Spanish government currently requires all arrivals to Spain from the UK to present on entry one of the following. Either a negative coronavirus test. Yep. Or proof of vaccination, because they accept the NHS app, don't they? Yeah, double jab, with the 14 days. However, (gasps) what does this mean in practical terms? Well, it means if you are, let's say, for instance, if you're British and you're on holiday here, you've come here because it's on the green watch list, um, then realistically, even if you overstay Monday, you can go back without any real... You still have to take a test before you go. Mm. Um, you, you You don't need to cut short your holiday. You don't need to quarantine when you go home. If you're here and you've not been double jabbed then you will need to either leg it back to the uk before 4 a.m on monday or accept the fact that you'll have to quarantine with the sort of five-day test release thing but they don't make you go into one of those quarantine hotels do they they don't no this was the issue because actually i mean partly we should say the reason they're doing it you know they, they, they in fairness i mean lots of people are rolling their eyes somewhat understandably but i have to say the british government of whom I'm, of whom I'm not a giant oh my fan. Goodness. What a bunch! No, well, no, they did. They did say we're putting it on the green watch list rather than the green list. The difference being that we can basically change our minds very quickly if circumstances change, and mm. circumstances have changed. In the last fortnight, uh, cases have doubled they here. Have. So they are quite right that the you know they said well when we made the decision to put it on the green watch list it was relatively safe within our certain parameters and uh now we don't consider it safe anymore because cases have gone up that's they they have been at least consistent with that so yeah i don't think there's any complaints with that at least where the british government's done it or they shouldn't be because they've been up front all about it all the time but it is a giant hassle because obviously there are lots of certainly and this is britain uh, sorry england and generally Britain uh, as well. <laughs> not this is not France, Germany, Holland. They all have their own rules. Their rules, their rules are heading in broadly similar directions. But um, when Britain was put on the green list, as we green watch list, as we mentioned in the last podcast, uh, the British sort of based businesses, the ones that depend mostly on British based, um, uh, British uh, travellers mm. in the British resorts of you know Alcudia, Poyensa, um, some of the ones on the east coast, Magaluf, Parmanova, they thought, right, great. And they, they began to open their businesses up. So they've, you know, I went there the other day, they were you know, taking the boards off and hoovering the things and refitting them. And, you know, and now two weeks later, um, it's, it's bad news again. It doesn't mean there's no British going to come, but it seems, it does, it does seem to dissuade a lot of them. If you've been double, so, if you've heard the double vaccination though, and you've already booked your holiday, I think you're coming. I'm not sure, actually. And I, and really? I, have, I have to declare that we're going to have to say we're not sure on this because actually the FCA website, link below, as we mentioned three times already, does actually say you should not travel to red or oh. other countries. So, whether, but the, you know, the difference between should not or you shouldn't or cannot or should not is, hmm. you know, is, is part of the problem of ambiguity, isn't it? It's, um, you know, what what does that really mean? Does that mean the insurance doesn't work? Does that mean so? True. It, it is complicated. And I think what people really want, as you mentioned before, 
everyone knows what green means, everyone knows what red means, amber is a bit in the middle. So that's the problem with um, this, uh, like, the ever-changing rules. So look on the .gov.uk website and check it a lot. Read it very carefully because I was reading things that were meant for, the sp- for red countries when they should have been reading, for, reading them for amber countries. So Yes. Um, but there's been a very um, high rate of coronavirus here in the last two weeks in fact there was a big outbreak in the horse uh, equestrian world when all of uh, our horsey friends went off to Menorca to do um, a competition taking with them lots of blacksmiths who were there to um, take care of the horse's feet and also just generally socialize and all of the blacksmiths came back and had to quarantine because three of them I think it was three of them had coronavirus and quite a few of the trainers and the, and the riders yeah. and stuff. I mean actually it's interesting because I mean it's very tempting to go, all the cases went up because the British people came here. No, I don't think that's the case. No, I don't think it's the case. I, I mean, it probably didn't... Yeah, you because know, everybody's either vaccinated or tested or actually both. Mm. Or, you know, at least tested, but actually mostly vaccinated and tested when they come here. So you think, well, if they're doing that, how's, how have the cases doubled in, in, in exactly the two weeks since British tourists started coming here? It is exactly those two weeks. But um, figures... Uh, printed by the Daily Bulletin today about uh, in the municipalities that are most affected within the Balearics. Most of them are in Menorca, mm. which has had a few tourists, but the ones in Mallorca are generally not the tourist areas. They've and been they you know, sort of be... agricultural areas and places like that. So you'd expect to see, if it was being brought in by the tourists, you'd expect to see the Calvia area and yeah. Alcudia and all the rest of it. But those are not the highest... In the highest cases or the highest increases in the last two weeks here. So, you know, I mean, there are, there, it's, it's right to say there were cases here beforehand. So I think it's a bit too early. It's very tempting to attribute the increase in cases to the incoming tourists. But it's not necessarily proven. No. But what is proven is they are going up. So decisions, decisions seem to be the right ones are taken. It was a risk, it was worth taking hasn't paid off so the businesses that have that's not, that's not right actually it, it it's not that it hasn't paid off because the people the the, the people that are here are having a great time has it paid off well no what i mean when it say it hasn't paid off yes the, it wasn't did, are people having a nice time yes they are was it the right thing to open businesses gear them up for a two-week season and then shut them all down again that was a risk. Really? Yeah, the, 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 if 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 they if you if you with the benefit of hindsight two weeks ago said let's let them in we'll have a great two weeks and then we'll shut down again I don't think that's a risk worth taking. But funny, the gamble was that you'd have a longer season than two weeks. Here's the thing: what's the what's the actual risk that's actually being taken here? Because have the hospitalisation has the hospitalisation gone up very much? I don't think so. No, no. And I think isn't that isn't doesn't that show that actually it's more likely people who are getting coronavirus at the moment are younger people who are at home just dealing with it and they've got the they have got the more contagious delta variant rather than the other ones that we had before and actually this is kind of how it's going to play out and this is how already how the uk are doing it that's a rare sound an aeroplane an aeroplane (laughs) many of those do yeah anyway and that's um well that's the situation we could pull, pull it apart endlessly and people do but uh, yeah. that's the situation. But Tourists, there are still the cases some... have gone up and, uh, and the shutters have come down. There are some well-known places here as well. Yeah, we've had, um, well, Cristiano Ronaldo, hot foot from his um, port, 
It's uh, Portugal side's exit from the Euros. Mm-hmm. Actually, we should probably not talk about football too much. Uh, was, uh, <laughs> we're seen gadding about and about here, and he rented a giant villa for quite a lot of money, but then he is paid an awful lot of money. So. And who's Lewandowski? 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 He was an actor, which is our part of the town, actually. Who is he, though? He's uh, Polish, and I think he played for... Oh, I wish I'd asked He's a footballer. He is a, a very okay. good one. I think he played, I think he plays for Real Madrid. And Rafa's here, Rafa Nadal. Rafa Nadal. I know he kind of lives He's going hiking. There, but yeah, he's been hiking up there. So, at some, And also, Catherine Zeta-Jones took a selfie in the sea the other day. I and think. Kelly Brook has been... Um, Yes, not uh, splashing about in uh, in Daya. So yes. there's been quite a concentration concentration of the uh, of celebrities here because they can't go anywhere else or British celebrities. Anyway. <laughs> so, but it is pretty normal this time of year that the uh, super yachts are abound. Mm, with, uh, there's the lots of them out. High end clients on them. So, and even though um, obviously there's a, a lot going on with the British and not being able to necessarily access the Balearics. Um, there's still other nationalities coming and um, thank goodness for that because there are businesses open that really need the tourist trade. Sonomar, for example, the house of Sonomar now it's called, mm-hmm. but it's a, they did a, they opened a show um, 10 days ago. Gigi and I went along to, for the first night and it was really good and the show is called Exhibit and it is a very glitzy variety show with some rather sexy dancers in it. It was good. We saw a little press. Well, I saw a press preview. We didn't get to go to the same show you did, but it was great actually. Yeah. And it's um, yeah, it's going to be a good one actually because we're we're talking about people who can't come here. What we haven't got to as yet is the Spanish summer holidays, mm. which um actually tend to be a little bit concentrated in sort of late July and then all the way through August. And last year there were lots of you know lots of um as as in the same way that. Brits and Germans and Dutch and all the rest of them are being discouraged from international travel. So are the Spaniards, really. So they're going, well, why don't we go and have a holiday in Mallorca? So um, we got a lot of Spanish visitors last year. Which well, we had really so nice, many. So. <laughs> and also Pirates Adventure. I don't know how long they're going to stay open because they're in Magaluf, but we'll see how they go. They're also open. And then we have lots of big names coming and playing on the island, lots of um, Spanish bands, but also some international artists like Jamie Cullum. Oh yeah, he's playing this week, and Cool and the Gang are playing at the beginning of August in uh, Port Adriano in an outdoor um, arena. And Love Island is going. Who's your favourite Love Island contestant I don't so far? No, I don't watch it. Neither do I. <laughs> <laughs> but it's going on anyway. Yeah. I wonder if they've been double jabbed. Probably not. I wonder if they. Are. Well, they're all in the same place, aren't they? I know, but what happens when they get booted out? Can't oh yeah, they'll have to. They'll <laughs> have to wait here. Yes, so uh, if you're enjoying Love Island, then please continue to do so, but don't don't drag me into your own private hell. Oh, and um, I, we, sh- we should uh, give everyone a little update on the uh, Pete and Tim Snorkel. Was it our last challenge? podcast, the one before last? It was the last one. Gosh, we need to do them a bit more frequently. Pete and Tim, just to remind you, if you didn't la- listen to the last one, but uh, wherever you found this podcast, go and have a look at the last one. Um, they are swimming drum roll around the whole uh, snorkeling around the whole of Mallorca which is around 500-ish kilometres they won't tell us exactly what because there's a sweepstake in the bar um, about exactly how uh, the distance they cover um, they're, they're expecting to take a month or so doing it they're kind of going self-supported sleeping on the beach all that kind of stuff do you want stuff. to hear my voice message from him let me just finish this and then we certainly will and then they're um, they're doing it in uh, uh, well they're doing it mostly because they want to um, and that they're going to enjoy it, uh, but they're also doing it for Save the Med and 
yachting gives back. Yeah. Um, and they're 13-ish. Their, their updates are a few days behind sometimes, but they're around two weeks into their journey. They set off from San Telmo in the extreme southwest. Two weeks today. Two weeks today. It was, wasn't it? Five o'clock in the morning, two weeks today. Oh. And they, uh, they've been <laughs> swimming up the Tramontana coast. Yeah. Um, and they have... Um, last update, they had... Um, gone all the way through Soyer and Deia and Sacalobra. They've gone um, past Caliboque and Cala de San Vicente, and they've gone around the Cape Cap, uh, Cap Formentor, the northernmost point, and uh, they're about to head across the Bay of Alcudia. They were actually uh, putting an appeal out for someone on a boat to um, help them across the, the bay because they're going right into you know a couple of kilometres offshore. So, but I think they're probably doing that today. But anyway, let's let's listen to your voicemail and see how Pete's getting on. Uh, we are currently in Formentor, and this morning we got up to swim across the Bay of Pienza, and we went out there, and it wasn't really swimmable. Uh, it was really dangerous, to be fair. So we came back to where we camped last night in Formentor, and then it pissed it down with rain, so we're stuck <laughs> under our umbrellas, yeah. and it's just all a bit breezy, and we're cold, and uh, we've got a whole well, it goes on. So that's basically my my voice message from Pete of him complaining about being wet and cold in well, July in Mallorca. <laughs> I think he should have expected the wet. He's yeah. snorkeling 500 kilometres. Well, I mean, they've, they've been, that's two weeks in. They were anticipating taking a month. Now, I'm speculating here. I think it's going to take them more than that. If you look at the yeah, circumference of Mallorca, I reckon they've done about two thirds. Um, sorry, not two thirds, about between a quarter and a third of it. So, um, well, I don't they've been, think they're in a terrible hurry. They're not in a hurry. They said it'll take as long as it takes. And um, they are just in it for the adventure, really. They've had to take two days out, or maybe now a third, as you've just heard on the voicemail there. So, um, because. Well, you can't swim too far in dodgy weather. They're, they're dragging him, Tim, and Pete are dragging a canoe behind them with all their gear, and their uh, friend Joe is um, paddling along, making sure no one runs a jet ski over them. Basically, yes. and uh, at the moment, the, the issue they have normally on the Tramontana coast, they can go really, they can hug the coast all the way. But if you know the geography of Mallorca, uh, between Formentor and the Victoria Peninsula and Alcudia, there's a giant bay. So um, if you go in a, as the crow flies or as the Pete swims. It's much shorter than following the coast around, so that's why they're they're doing that. There, but they're sort of five miles off the coast doing that. Really. So, good luck to them. We shall keep you posted. Hopefully, they'll finished fairly soon. Well, but uh, I think we we'll, might not get another couple of podcasts in while we're doing it. So we should get asking for some more voicemail updates. And finally. Oh, finally! Hang on a minute. What Let is this, this. pro onion faction? Well, one of the great debates in Spain's great omelette debate. One of the well, surely it's the great tortilla debate. Where do you tortilla de patatas? Right, egg, egg pie with potatoes. Where do, do I you, stand on onion? Onions or not onions? Onions. Are you absolutely a um hundred percent? What's the word I'm looking for? A sir. A conservoista or a sinservoista? A conservoista. So you're a, a, a con onionist, a with onion. For sure. Guy. Well, El Mundo, can you hold my wine? Why? I'm doing two phones. What are we doing? Two, phones to work, two hands to work my phone here. Okay. Uh, El Mundo, one of Spain's uh, big national newspapers, actually. That's what that was about. I looked in the paper today yeah. and was like, what is this big picture of tortilla? <laughs> it's one of those, it, it, it's the Spanish equivalent of jam or cream first on yeah. your scone. Well. Should, should your tortilla have. Um, jam have jam in it no jam uh, first yeah well it depends whether you have devon or cornwall i guess or wherever it comes from but um Milk in spain in the tea first or tea in the tea first it's uh do you have uh 
onions in your yes, I do tortilla. Well, there there was a national survey, and what what was the results? Unequivocally, uh, conservoistas. Yes, seventy two point seven percent of those surveyed uh, favoured onion. Twenty five point three were against, and a slightly baffling one point nine didn't know. How do you not know if you're Spanish? Maybe they didn't want to say. Now, uh, of those, there are more. What? Uh, statistics, if you're a big fan of statistics. Oh, fascinating. Of those who support the Spanish Socialist Workers' Party, <laughs> 73.2% are pro-onion, as are 72.1% of those who vote for the Conservative People's Party. That's bringing people together then, I know, well, exactly. 69.4% <laughs> of the voters for the far-right Vox Party mm-hmm. uh, were onion, onion fans, uh, whereas 65% of those who vote for the far-left anti-austerity Unidas Podemos Party, and 74.1% of those who vote for citizens, uh, yeah, with Ciudadanos, the centre-right party, uh, they, were. They so, probably didn't realise they had something in common. I know, so well, better get, this, is, this is a unifying point, so yes. whether you're right or left bit of a racist or a bit of a socialist <laughs> you're generally give or take a percentage or two don't say in that about far-right people they're not all racist have you, are they? have you have you read the vox party manifesto oh is it bad it is it oh, is a bit okay. yeah so um yeah they um yeah they are generally spain can agree on more or less one thing onions they know they're onions <laughs> onions boom boom apart, apart from the 1.9 percent who don't know they don't know their onions. I know exactly. So, uh, well, that's that's that bit to bed then. Maybe we should get El, your wine back. El Mundo in charge of the um, jam or maybe they could be in charge of like, you know like political uh, harmony. Oh, well, exactly. So, um, well, I, I'm a bit of a, a conservista. So I'm definitely conservista. So, uh, that lovely tortilla in um, Palmanova, which fact, has got the caramelised onions in the middle, is delicious. You can actually send patata as far as I'm concerned and just go all the way. Just egg and, onions. egg and onions. Ooh. Now there is a fi- another debate which has not been settled yet, which is just how jugoso you like it. Oh, you mean raw? Well, <laughs> if you go, I mean normally you just get a slice, right? But if you um, if you if you go to a good place, they ask you how jugoso you like it, which is how runny the egg is in the middle. Really? Have you ever been asked that? No, I have actually. Yeah. By yeah, who? Yeah. Went to a great place in actually in Alcudia, old town, where I was on bike okay. ride. Yeah, there are two. They made one and. Um, yeah, I was out for, out for a bike ride with my friend, and now uh, we Your went and friend. and now uh, we went to there to get a bit of tapas and a, He's and a got coffee. A friend. I have got a friend, and um, and uh, the the uh, tortilla had just come out of the oven. I said, "Whoa, we'll have, have a slice of that." Was it please. amazing? It was fantastic, and uh, he, he got two. He said, "One is ugoso, and one not so much." Which one did you go for? Ugoso. Okay. It's yeah, it's like you know, scrambled eggs have got to have a bit of life left, haven't they? Yeah, a bit yeah. of runny. Although here's the thing. Nobody likes a snotty poached egg, though, do they? It's a snotty white. It's just unacceptable yeah. wherever you are. But Hugoso is all right. That's because it's mixed, isn't it? Mm-hmm. There you go. And on that gripping piece of news... What's coming up? I was going to say what's coming up next, but nobody knows, do they? No. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, the sun will come up tomorrow morning and everything will be Well, it's fine. definitely gone away again. Actually, the weather... If if you're listening in the UK, it's a terrible shame you can't come here because it's gorgeous. We had one of those manky days where the heat island over the top, where you can't, where the sky's all white and it's full of dust and horrible and humid. And it rains. The rest weird of it has rain. been, you know, thirty odd degrees, but zzz, like no humidity and a bit of breeze going. It's been lovely. Yes, very nice. Cracking sunburn weather. You yes. Go. <laughs> it's not hot, and you fry. Anyway, we'll catch you next time, I guess, for episode thirty-three. Episode 33. It's almost our year. It must be almost our anniversary. 
I guess it must be. We've almost done a year's worth of podcasting. And almost all of them have been a virus. <laughs> that yeah. wasn't the plan when we started it, was no. it? No, although I think we did start it because we were feeling a bit frustrated. Well, actually, we started it because we had time because of the virus. No, we didn't. We started it because we were frustrated. Oh, we it? didn't okay. have time. Yeah. We've actually not been busier. I've never been busier than I am now. The long-term plan, when we stopped doing... When we when we um, when the virus stops, is to do cultural and tourism things, and you know, kind of yeah. consult about Mallorca. But it has most that of will actually take that. time, yeah, won't well. it? Yeah, yeah. To go and see people, Good. talk Spanish to them, that sort of thing. If you've enjoyed this podcast, then more fool you. But <laughs> it's great if you could subscribe and tell your friends. Yeah. Tell your friends. Uh, and uh, contact us via the various different organs below and um, click on the link to fco.gov.thing for uh, the updates. Actually, we should also put on there the... Oh, you gosh. can sign up for an email from the Foreign Office. So Can you? Uh, UK and Spain. Put a link as well. So you can sign up and it sends you an incredibly dull email about once a week. But it's important. So you should read it. Yes, if you're planning on going anywhere. Exactly. Except well, Spain. Except around your living room. I think that's a safe option, isn't it? Don't go anywhere. Mm. Find yourself somewhere nice to live, like Mallorca, and then don't go anywhere. We can't go anywhere, though. I don't want to go anywhere. That's right. Mm. See you next time. Ta-ra! Bloody good show and do a podcast about it.